When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today on the Patch Pod, we're discussing Miss Continental, which is all the way from the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. This pageant is the creme de la creme. It's iconic, and so many stunning divas have been crowned in this pageant. You want to talk about glamour? You want to talk about hard work, dedication, drag excellence, and hair loafs? Honey, this was the one for you. Honey, the bakery is open. Please enjoy at this time for your consideration. This is episode two of our limited series, Pageant Pod, Pod, Miss Continental. Continental. Forever. Dog. Representing the great city of Hollywood, California, a queen who would tell you that no one died at Stonewall and also tear down a wall to create an open floor plan, it is Wilhelmina St. Heathers. And also representing Hollywood, California, but more specifically Hollywood Boulevard, it's that 90028 beauty, a queen who will in fact send you a $10,000 via PayPal request. She also uses Venmo. It's Alaska Thunderfuck 5000 of the planet Glamtron. Venmo has limits. Uh, good evening, panel Friends and of family only. Judges. Good evening, distinguished panel of judges. Welcome back to Pageant Pod, which we, of course, lovingly call Pageant Pod. Uh, in this eight episode <laughs> limited series podcast, we are exploring the fabulous and dramatic history of drag pageants and how these queer institutions help shape drag culture as we know it today. And that's tea. And on today's episode, we're going to be diving deep down into the history of the one and only Miss Continental Pageant. So let's get into it. Um, that's right. Miss Continental is is kind of the the holy grail of pageants to a lot of girls. It's, it's because the one. It's it's based on just the beauty, uh, the mm-hmm. beauty. Um, and it was created in 1980 because Jim Flint, who owns the Baton, which is like the great show bar in Chicago, um, he he saw that other pageants weren't allowing trans contestants and mm-hmm. girls with body mods and face mods. So um, and he said, "Mama, let's do this." Mm-hmm. Um, it first took place at the Baton, as you said, in Chicago, Illinois. Good evening, Chicago! Um, it graduated to much larger theaters since then, such as the Vic, uh, and it's usually held over Labor Day weekend. Are we mm-hmm. go- We have to go this year. I want to. I'm, I'm down if you're down. Uh, 
1991, the Continental Pageantry System created Miss Continental Plus, too, for plus-size competitors, specifically weighing 225 or more, uh, minus Swarovski. They do not let you weigh in with your pageant jewels. Because some girls are cheating. Exactly. Some, some girls are 195, and they're wearing all their jewelry, and then saying, no, I'm plus. <laughs> and okay so there's miss continental plus and then there's also miss continental elite which was created in 2004 and that's for entertainers who are 40 years of age and older now if you have more than 50 percent of your body covered in cone your age does get subtracted a little bit but um you have to go with we're <laughs> going with true. we're going that's with stated real. ages on birth certificates <laughs> the hospital where i was born burned down so you cannot. <laughs> Calculate how old I am. The doctor did it after he saw what came out of your mother. Um, uh, <laughs> there's also Mr. Continental, and yes. that was in 2003, and that was formed for uh, male entertainers. And I think basically the the backup dancers for Continental was like, well, I want to do this too. What about, I wanna, us? what about us? I could do this. I don't need a wig. I, I wear lashes and a liner. Uh, my name is Axel Andrews, and I could do this too. My mother it's does a it. Whole, right. It's a world unto itself. Um, yeah. So there are some huge names who have been former winners of Continental. Sasha Colby, Erica Andrews, Tandy Andrews, mm-hmm. Maya Douglas, Kelly Lauren, Mocha Montrese, Giselle Barbie Royale, Stasha yes. Sanchez, who was just on Legendary. Vanessa Van Cartier and many many names you probably recognize a lot of these names because we can't go a podcast without talking about all of these women (laughs) yeah um these are the girls that I remember thinking were the unattainable beauties and yeah I I first encountered them working at S4 in Dallas which is like one of the best show bars in America the world yeah it's got all the technology Asia O'Hara came up through there um and I got to work with like Tommy Tommy Ross, mm. um, Maya Maya Douglas, mm-hmm. uh, Layla Larue, like these legendary queens that were just so beautiful. Icons. And like I would I would look at them getting ready in the mirror, coming in twenty minutes before the show, and after mm-hmm. I'd been there two hours, just doing my best, and just I'd want to give up because the yeah. Cont- Continental is known for its beauty and these girls yeah. and the way they hold themselves and handle themselves, even in sweats, you could tell a girl is a Continental girl. Maya Douglas just always has this like beautiful, effortless like air of like mm-hmm. uh, just like a beautiful fairy kind of who just floats. She's so beautiful. Yeah. What's and your first memory? Well, Miss Continental, I mean, uh, if I mean, if you kind of ask anyone in the pageant world, like Miss Continental's kind of the one. Like, how did we not say the... Candace in that list of winners too? Because that she exemplifies Continental. Well, we're going to talk to her. Oh, work! Yay! We're going to talk to. Her. We got Candace. We got oh! Candace. But Miss Continental is kind of like the big Kahuna, darling. When it comes to pageants, like um, Kahuna Montrees is. <laughs> It's held as the pre premier and preeminent pageant that's out there. This last um, continental where uh, before the world ended, before you know everything shut down. Uh, yes, Roxy competed. Um, Vanessa Van Cartier won. Um, I got to go and be there in the room, and it is an electrifying experience. We. First of all, to get a ticket, you line up outside the theater with with everybody else who wants a ticket. And oh, you cool. have to have cash for the ticket. 
You have to have the exact amount of cash that you need. So I waited in line all day and, and it's a great experience. You see like girls coming in, you get to meet other, other people in line. Like that's a part of the experience as well. It's like a then, tailgate. Yes, it is. And then you finally get in there and it is just an electrifying experience. I, I was blown away. I can't wait to go again. We need to I, go. I can't wait to go too. I'm very excited to take it in and be in the room where it happens. Um, Through what happened. As you heard on our first episode, we have some amazing interviews with past winners of Miss Continental that we really want to share with you. So it is now time to talk to some of the winners of Miss Continental's past. Legend stars winners. So you want to be a legend? We got to speak with Candace Kane, who you may know from television's Dirty Sexy Money, The Magicians, Grey's Anatomy. She's been everywhere. CSI New York with a certain someone. She also taught Alaska some hairography on season five of Drag Race. <laughs> and she did a major throwback cameo in the documentary Wigstock that we still quote to this day. And she's in the new Wigstock documentary, Wig, with Lena Bradford. Her and Lena fucking turned it. They were one of my favorite, if not favorite, uh, event from Wig. And Candace won Continental in 2001. Absolutely. Diamond crown queen. Honey, and, and I don't know what's in the water, but she looks the same. <laughs> what was your like pageant journey like? Like how many times did you try and when did you start? And like, what was your trajectory like? So, I mean, I was in New York City and the last thing any of us girls in New York City doing our own shows, like trying to make it in the city, were thinking about was doing a pageant, you know? And um, I got approached a couple of years before I decided to do it by Lady Kateria, who's passed now. She uh, won Miss Continental um, Plus and then came back to win Miss Continental. And she was amazing. She lived in New York City. Um, and she was like, Candace, you need to do Miss Continental. You're such a continental girl. And I was like, girl, pageants are not my thing. You know, I'm just, you know, wig stock. I'm, you know... So, you know, a couple of years went by, she had passed and um, a guy, I was working at Crash in Queens and a guy who was a promoter there said, Candace, I want you to um, represent um, my pageant, my small pageant and go to Continental. I was like, I don't know if I should do that. And he's like, I, I have a deal with Mexico with this Dr. Sunny, and I'm going to get you a good deal if you want to like do any twerks or tweaks or anything. I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I will enter. So that was like my initial, like, how do I get surgery? <laughs> and <her>. then <laughs> I, I, uh, I did the pageant and I won the small one and I went to Miss, I went to Continental. The second I walked into Continental, it was like, you know, Mimi Marks and Cezanne and Monica and like all of the Monica Monroe and and all of these girls that were Miss Continentals. And I was like, oh, it was like the first time that I met trans girls that were like me, that were showgirls, you know, in New York right. City, there was like Amanda and Sophia that were like yeah. on the club scene, but they weren't performers. And so I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I, I, I want to be a part of this family. And they totally embraced me. And so I competed. I got first runner up the first year. And then of course I was like, well, I got to win. <laughs> I got to win. 
you know, that pageant. The itch. <laughs> competitive, like, yeah. I'll knock you down and take my crown um, <laughs> comes, comes into effect. And I honestly wanted to be a part of the Continental family because I met all of these amazing women who were at the top of their game as performers, as pageant girls. And so I went in and I won and um, then I never did another pageant again. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> We had the pleasure of speaking with a Chicago queen who appeared on season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race and who had her eye on the Continental Crown for many years, Naysha Lopez, who won Miss Continental in 2013. So we like to start off with our guests by asking them to name off what titles and crowns they have won. So uh, we'll start with the one, uh, Miss Continental. Uh yeah, that's that's the only one. That's the one you need to win. <laughs> one everybody wants to win. What uh, else? So are, are mean, there other I mean, ones? There's, there's so many, but you know what? It's like there's Miss Caribbean. Um, oh. there's Miss Faces. Um, Miss Latina Continental. Um, there's so many you just for Miss, Miss Illinois Continental. Miss Illinois, yes, Miss Illinois. Uh, I went Chicago. Um, but you know, there's, there's so many, but it's like, you, you get to continents and you just kind of forget all the other ones. And you're like, well, this is the one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, one. <laughs> we also spoke with Brooklyn Heights, who you may know as the host of Canada's Drag Race or from her hit podcast, Famous This Week on Mom. Ding. She was also in the top two of season 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race and has just announced she will be hosting a reboot of One Girl's Five Gays called One Queen, Five Queers. And Brooklyn won Continental in 2014. I am Brooklyn Heights and I'm Miss Continental 2014. I've also been a runner-up, first runner-up at EOI, first runner-up at Gay America. And I was, oh, I was also Miss Sweetheart International 2015, which is another that- like kind of national pageant. That sounds like a human trafficking organization cover. Oh my God. What was that prelim, honey? Oh, there was no prelim. It was like one of those one night things. Got it. One night only. It was one night only. And the pageant pageant started at 6 and I was crowned at 3 (gasps) a.m. We love a good long Long. patch. Long. We love. Oh, no, never again. That was, yeah, it was the longest night of my life, except for my give up, which also I gave up at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh my <laughs> to God. To like the four people. Gave up too. It was like four people in the building. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was a long night, but it was fun. <laughs> Will you take us back to like the very beginning and like what made you want to get interested in pageants? So the interest in pageants was actually um, because my family is like a pageant family. Like my sister is a former Miss Puerto Rico. And so she used to do pageants. I didn't know that it was something that I could even do. Um, (laughs) I was dancing like backup for some queen um, in Chicago for Continental. And I had no idea what I was like signed up for. I'm just like, you're dancing backup for this queen who's doing a pageant, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I show up there and I'm like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it was just, I mean, I was overwhelmed. It's like, it's at the Vic Theater, which is this enormous stage and all these beautiful trans women and drag queens and all the dancers and the productions. And I'm like, I was 16. I'm like, wow, I'm going to, no, I have to win. This. Like, I'm going to be in this. I have to do this. Um, and from then on, I, it just kind of stuck. Pageantry just became the thing for me. This is, <laughs> I was actually just talking about this with my drag mother, and it's a really funny story. <laughs> oh, Miss Fahrenheit, also a legend? A legend, yes, the legendary pageant queen of Canada. Um, <laughs> so I started doing pageants out of revenge. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not my revenge, her revenge. So she, like, I had been doing, I had moved back to Toronto and I had been doing drag for a minute. And she was like, she comes to me one day. She's like, I need you to teach someone a lesson. And I was like, excuse Good, me? She's, yeah, she's like, I need you to teach someone a lesson. She's like, and I guess she had some drama with a pageant queen in Toronto. Um, and they were feeling, really feeling themselves. And she wanted to bring them down a few notches. <laughs> <laughs> so she like made me, her daughter she sent she sent the, she released the hounds so she was like she's like you're gonna go don't the first talk pa- about your old face like that <laughs> <laughs> same girl um so, so um we went down to um entertainer of the year and um uh, i did a prelim in louisville kentucky it was derby city eoi was the prelim and i went down and i competed and i won and i got qualified for nationals and then i went to nationals um and so that's literally how i entered the world of pageantry like on a national scale was like because t- t- my my uh, drag mother wanted me to like show someone how it was done so. She said, get down there and school this sissy. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But then from there, like, I, I just kind of caught on and I loved it. And that, like, she's a pageant queen. So obviously I've been watching her do pageants forever. And I'd done a bunch of bar pageants in Toronto um, before that. But that was just like a bar pageant. It wasn't the same thing. So I went I went and did EOI and I was first runner up to Raquel Lord, who is just mm. her, absolutely mm-hmm. stunning Atlanta mm-hmm. legend. Um, and stepping down that year was Mocha Montrese, who is Co- a former Coco's continental. Mom? Yeah, Coco's mom. I yeah, I think Coco's her mom, or is she Coco's mom? Do we know that? I feel like uh, I feel like Coco's Mocha's mom, but I could be wrong. Um, Coco Coco is ageless and timeless. Exactly. Yeah. So she came up to me after the patch, and she was like oh, I think you should have won. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, I want you to come do Continental, which was literally like a month and a half later. And so she called me up like the next day or texted me and was like, I got you qualified for Continental. And I was like, oh, wow. so you're going to, so she's like, so you're going to go do it. So I was like, okay. So I literally took my EOI package and just went to Continental and I got first runner up to Nasha Lopez. That's the year Nasha won. Mm. And it was, it was really cool. Cause like, I, one of the things I love about a pageant is there's always a monkey wrench, like that girl who comes in that no one really knows and just kind mm-hmm. of like, she's a little rough right. around the edges, but she burns the building and talent or something and everyone loves her. So I was that girl that year for both of those pageants. And that was like my yeah. introduction to like the American pageant world, which was crazy. Um, so yeah, like I, I did my black swan talent and I'll never forget it. Like when I did my reveal from white to black, um, and the audience just went ape shit. They just went crazy. And it was like this wall of noise coming at me. And it was so cool. And I mean, I looked like a fucking mess. Like my, 
like I look back at those pictures and like my gown was pretty, but the hair, the makeup, like I had no clue what I was doing, but I still got first runner up. So that was cool. And I, it was like kind of what set me up for the rest of my life. So obviously I went, I went back the next year and that's the year I won. Slaytina. Slaytina. Oh my God. Uh, hold your tongue right there because we have to go to a break. The advertisers demand it. But we're going to talk about more things continental when we're back. So uh, see you in a minute or hear you in a minute. Listen in a minute. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses, so get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. This episode is brought to you by who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable. Helix Sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if, uh, lots. Of, I love a Helix party, uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. So that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good. I'm gonna say it again. That's HelixSleep.com/slash/drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Diva, we are back and we are ready to hear more from our continental divas. Honey, the dolls are assembled and they are here to spill all the tea on continental. 
there's a lot of discussion about like how how much it costs to do RuPaul's Drag Race, and I have the feeling that pageants cost astronomically more. So, like, what what was the cost of your like of your package? So, I'm not. I wasn't the normal girl. Like these girls spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. I've always been able to scoot by on my talent and just like, I'm just going to go out there without backup dancers and slay. And I'm, you know, I was in that New York city mindset. It was like, I got, a, I got a lot of rent to pay. I'm not spending <laughs> 10 grand on a package. You're going to do this favor for me. Thank you so much. You know, and, and I knew how to make things look, look gorgeous. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I probably only spend like $5,000 work i mean that's still a lot but that's a lot. yeah but some of these girls like erica norwell norrell was famous for like walking in with like a fifty thousand dollar package and she looked fucking am i allowed to swear hell yes okay cool. Fuck yes she looks fucking <laughs> sickening you'd be like what is she wearing it was like her hair was 10 feet and perfectly brown with like diamonds and like in this gown with like that shown to three stadiums away and you're like oh my god like how does she how does this pay get paid for you know uh, but you know, yes, I, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, yes, it costs a lot of money. It didn't in the beginning. I mean, it just, it's worked its way up to that level, right? Where you go on and you have to compete. And this is yeah. a competition. And so when you hear people like, well, it shouldn't be that because some people can't, you know, it's like, girl, you make it work. You're on this right. show, you're on a world stage, you figure it out. You learn how to sew, <laughs> Bianca Del Rio. So, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yes, it's expensive, but you know, that's the way it goes. And some of these girls go into pageants, you know, once a year. They save up, they earn their money, their extra money, they're into pageants. But it's more of a lifestyle, it's more of like their happy place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they enjoy it. It's just part of the, the whole thing. Did you spend more on getting ready for drag race or pageants? Oh, yeah. Oh. Which I mean, which was your which was a pricey page package? I mean the this it's funny because the Skyfall package which I won was the least expensive package. The year that I spend the least amount of money is the year that I win, which is insane to me. But I did you know the one with the, the robot. Um, I had a, I had a robot uh, talent thing that we did and all those dancers were all flown in from Puerto Rico. The set was made this Joshuan Aponte, which I'm sure you guys know Joshuan. He's, he does a lot of the drag race girl stuff. Um, he built the set for me, made all the costumes. Um, I had a gown that was 300 yards of fabric. And the fabric was all custom painted, uh, dyed, I should say, because it was, we we found about 150 yards of it, and then we couldn't find any more of it. So then we bought it in white. We bought it Uh. in white, and we dyed it pink so that it was like a, a, it was a gradual uh, pink. So it went from like a... Uh, a regular pink to like lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter, but it was 300 yards of raw stuff. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That year, that gown alone was a pretty penny. That package that year was the most expensive for me. Yeah. 
the year you won, can you just tell us about your package that year? I mean, the, your gown, your talent, your interview. Um, you know, I always felt good about interview because I can string two sentences together and I have a right. thought process and I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, that's what I did on stage every like five nights a week in New York city. I talked, you know, right. Um, with a few numbers in between, you know, little things. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, my talent, I wanted to do, I wanted to sing live cause I wanted to like, um, just be at that next level, you know, even though I've very comfortable lip syncing um, and dancing. And that's just always been my gig. And I do live numbers occasionally, but this was before you had like all the autotone programs. And I was like, you know, I don't have like a high, you know, shrilly voice. So trying to like find the right songs, like there was a, like 10 songs that I can sing the shit out of. And because, you know, they were just, you know, on pocket songs and I, they were in my range or whatever. Right. This song, um, and Margaret's Appreciation, I used to do just the song lip syncing and I thought it would be fun to do it with backup dancers and sing and, you know, have that kind of poochy kind of gorgeous. It was kind of frustrating. The, the first night I did, I wore a different outfit, um, the same outfit, but in bright neon orange with the strings and the mirrors glued all over. Cause you always, I, you know, you hear you're supposed to change it up a little bit, you know, just to, to elevate it. Um, right. So I, I did it. My hair was perfect. Everything was gorgeous. And the next night I did wore that same dress, but in a nude with mirrors all over. And there was a rainstorm and I had set my hair in curlers. And by the time I got to the, to, um, the the Vic, I think it was, and took out my rollers. It was like, I was like, son no. of a bitch. It was like, you know, when, when you're using your own hair, there's nothing you can do at that point. It's no. like damp. It's raining outside. You can't try to dry it and curl it again. You have to go on and make the best of it. I mean, I just, you know, that's the one thing looking at that video. I'm just like, oh, my hair looks an absolute mess. But I turned the number out. Um, it's funny because the, the, my first year competing, I liked all of, I liked all my package better. I liked wow. my gowns better. I liked my swimsuit better. I liked, you know, um, you know, well, yeah. So if I, if in my dream of a perfect pageant night, it would be combining the first year and the second year together. I would have taken my gowns from my first year and wore them on my second year because my second year gown wasn't great. Um, the guy who made it, he just was not, his heart wasn't into it. Mm. And then when I won, he realized that and gave me a free gown. Oh. Which was nice for my give up. He's like, Candace, I'm going to do this for you. <laughs> he had no idea I was going to snatch. <laughs> so fiercely. Can we talk about the year you won, please? <laughs> sure the the whole package was there i mean that talent you're on ballet point uh like that like that tell us about the the your inspiration preparing and and doing that night well it was really hard because like black swan went over so well and people live for it and it was one of those things where you're like how am i going to top this like yeah. what, what can I do? So I was like, it was 
there wasn't a lot of production value, which is kind of the only thing. So I was like, okay, well, let's add dancers this year and we're still going to do, we have to do like a cool reveal as well. So I did like the, the tearaway tutu, which like split in half. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that was really cool. So, um, but yeah, I was just, I, I was really nervous. Cause I was like, it was, it's kind of like, it, it kind of like be going back for all stars, you know, like I was right. technically first runner up. So either I win or I do worse than I did last time. <laughs> right. So I felt a lot of pressure. Um, but yeah, it turned out well for me in the end. I won by like the hair. I won by like two points, I think. Like Joan Julian was my first <sighs> runner up who was just. But a- she's since won, hasn't she? No, she hasn't won. She just won. Um, what did she win? Miss she won Glamorous. some pageant. She just won Miss Glamorous. Mm. In, so beautiful. Oh my god, stunning. And he, like um and this was when she was she hadn't transitioned yet or anything and she was just a boy queen and she was just like she she just walked out there and like turned and looked at the audience for evening gown and like they just stood to their feet and clapped. She was just <laughs> that's stunning. The face. Stunning, stunning, stunning. So she almost beat me. And again like it's it's taken me a while to like get my looks together. I mean, I've always been a very performance-based queen. And that's always really what I focus on. And like looks and things are just things. That part of drag is something that's always come second to me. So I still, I look back at those pictures. and I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking booger. Like, how did I win like continental? And like, for me being hard on myself, I was just like, ooh, it was not my best. Um, But yeah, But the talent was there. I mean, the the, talent was there. And the the question and answer was there. That's that. See, that's the part that flips it all in its head. Wait, I don't think right. I've seen that portion because I've seen the talent and I've seen the gown and I've seen all oh. your other winning, but I've never seen the Q&A. What was it? You got you got to go and watch the Q&As. That's, it's so funny because like one girl will b- burn the pageant and then she'll get to Q&A and she will fuck it up and then uh, she loses. It's And then right. it's the girl who was like consistent, not great, but then like murders question and answer and she'll flip to the front of the line. Some girls choose looks, some girls choose books. Exactly. <laughs> so my question are, um, I was so lucky. It was a perfect question for me. <laughs> Um, the question it? the question was um what did you what category did you prepare for the this year the most and why mm-hmm. and some like sometimes the questions are like what do you think about the economic situation in Iran or like just something like <laughs> you have like no idea and they're like what? really hard oh yeah, yeah. I've been, like there's, there's, I've seen some like ridiculous ones but this was like an easy good straightforward question so I said um the category I prepared for the most this year was question and answer because that's what I struggled with the most last year because as a dancer, I was taught to speak with my body and not my mouth. So public speaking and expressing myself verbally is always something that I've had a lot of trouble with, but I'm working on it and I think it's going great. And yeah, it was just like a simple, straightforward answer to the question, made them laugh yeah. a little bit. It was perfect. If you can make them laugh like a little bit, then that's like the best thing. Right. Yeah. It 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 was perfect and it, it was it was so um charming and you were so well spoken and yeah, you turned it. You turned it that category. Thank you. In my off the rack peach dress. <laughs> well Well It was a peach. It was a peach. It was a Hulst, it was a Halston off the rack, but it's an off the rack nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> set the scene for us was it your year did everyone say oh she's definitely gonna win this year were there other people who were expecting to win what was that like um what it was for me i i went in there with this uh manifested energy that i was the winner that i won this was mine i mean in my car i had 
you know, little posts that said, I miss Continental in my bathroom. Oh. I had it. And I'm, I was constantly reminded that I miss Continental and I, I had it everywhere. So I went in there with that mentality. Um, but it was a, it's a competition. And just like any competition, you start to see people and whatnot. And Brooklyn had just broken into the scene. This was mm-hmm. her second pageant ever, uh, or, or at a national level, I should say. Um, and she is ridiculously talented. And I saw her solo talent and I'm like, oh, okay, she's someone to kind of worry about. And then I stood next to her and I said, oh, you're eight feet tall. I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> but uh but it's so funny uh you you start because it's it all starts at registrations and rehearsals and it's it's all like an intimidation game too you know you have these like things that you do and like brooklyn will show up to rehearsal and like for example i'm just using her as as an example but she'll be like in sweats and a t-shirt and i'm in a cocktail dress and my hair is up in a bun and i'm here sitting proper in a purse and i'm ready to compete at rehearsal so right. it was always about playing the you you play the part right from the beginning. You're always competing. So you want you if you're applying for this job, you have to look the part the entire time. Um, so I think that that's the part that kind of like sets me apart from the group. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, you have people like I, and I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Chantal DeMarco, who is just a oh yeah from Florida, right? stunning queen goddess you have stasha sanchez who's on legendary right now who's a stunning stunning queen and i'm just mentioning Girl, the coach the coach ads too stasha oh, yes yes she just yes she's in oh. the coach ad as well and aurora sex i mean my top five was made up of brooklyn you guys know aurora sexton mm-hmm. over she's in la now stasha right. sanchez chantal demarco and tiffany t hunter i mean these are all girl work palace girls queens these that was my top five so of course, you're like, oh, my God, am I really going to, you know, do this, you know? But I did. Wow. There's a clip of you putting on Brooklyn's crown at Continental. And did you consider a staple gun? <laughs> because getting pins through those kind of fucking big loafs and wigs, that takes that takes a lady. And you did that. And you were determined. You said, I'm going to get this fucking pin in there. Stay still, bitch. Stay still. Hold on. That. It was very that, Nisha. It's very that because if, if you look at any anyone crowning any other girl, it never looks pretty. It just never because you're just trying to get it on there and you're just <laughs> it up. And it, yeah, but I was like, well, I remember mine. I just had this big old piece hanging here. And I'm like, I want to try and make her look pretty, but it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, those hairdos are, uh, they're a lot. I want you to watch everyone's reaction when I won. Because that's the best part of these videos. You don't watch the girl. You watch everyone behind. <laughs> okay. And they're all like, oh, really? <laughs> it's amazing. Officially crown her. Let's bring out your new winner for this year is number 13, Brooklyn Heights. Candace's eyebrows oh. went, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, you Cezanne's saw him go, oh. Cezanne's not even clapping. <laughs> just <laughs> everyone's just like silent yeah Damn. And, then, and then nisha with the hair loaf she just goes straight down yeah she she goes right exactly. onto the hair loaf with that massive crown exactly oh my god she said <laughs> we're gonna get this on there and my drag mom running down the stairs to come and give me a big hug that was oh. there she is there she is right there oh 
Word. I was so excited. I had no top lip. That was nice. You're, you're <laughs> not getting the deposit back on that hair loaf. I'm and Nation's just, gonna just say over that. it. She's like, "I'm done. Get me the fuck out of here." <laughs> like, and I was the I was the exact same way when I gave up. I was like, "Here you go. Bye." <laughs> I'm out. Damn, you look yeah. beautiful. I. What a moment. It was it was a moment. It was incredible. Honestly, it changed. It really did change my life. Um, from that's how I got hired at play in Nashville, and that's how I got like a work mm. visa to the States and was able to be on drag race. So I really owe absolutely wow. everything to Continental. So as Miss Continental, what was your like reigning year? like are there requirements did you gig around as miss continental did it get you bookings like what was that year like so i won miss continental i came home and five days later the world trade center was attacked (gasps) and so my year was flying (laughs) around the country petrified with all of these new regulations and trying to figure out what life was like, you know, it was a really odd year, kind of like the girls who won drag race and then the pandemic hits. Right. And, you know, they're like, um, Mary, she, I was, you know, I was like, girl, it's, it's, it's rough, but I mean, I experienced it too, in a, in a way with living in New York city and going through it. I went to places like Terre Haute, Indiana. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow and you go around you sneak in the back and you go into this down this driveway and it kind of looks like a personal home but you're not sure and you do a secret knock on the door and it's like okay those are queens they can come in it's like people drinking inside of music and then like you're going home and these big like four-wheelers with baseball bats are going I mean I'm exaggerating a little bit but you know um yeah I, I traveled a lot of the country you know and 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 met some wonderful people we love with the girl. This is juice. This is dish. This is scalding hot liquids. This is hot grease in my pocketbook in the front row. I like to have but in my we have to take a break. So we'll be right back. back and ready to hear more from our continental divas here's nasha lopez so uh, i heard that you may be competing in mr continental this year mm. um so maybe you can tell us the difference between what it's like to run for mr versus what it's like to run for miss um oh you're going oh. backwards you're going to be a boy the patch again <laughs> yes uh yes it's true i am getting are you gonna are you gonna wear a lash am i <laughs> individuals a wisp individual <laughs> just individuals yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh let's see the biggest difference um getting my body together for miss i went to see a doctor and now i'm just seeing a trainer <laughs> oh okay all right <laughs> no no wow no. But seriously, the, the the body thing is probably the hardest thing uh, and the biggest difference because I'm really uh, working on trying to make stuff work that I didn't have before because of, you know, my drag aesthetic. You know, I, I try to be fishy and 
real girly and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I wouldn't lift the weight for for anything. And so now it's like I'm doing right. all this like upper body stuff and working out. Um, it's it's I, I don't want to say that it's easier, but it is. I mean, what goes into drag and what's going into this, uh, it's a little bit more subdued, but it is a lot of work. It is a whole lot of work and discipline, um, especially with, you know, the body stuff for sure. So do you perform in Mr.? Yeah. It's going to be the same exact thing. It's going to be, uh, you know, there's like a presentation, there's a private interview, then there is a swimsuit. So I have to get my body together. Hubba hubba. Uh, there's evening wear, which is, you know, uh, and anything you want to wear for, for evening wear. Then there's talent. So you will perform. You'll do a talent number. And then um, from there, they're going to choose a top five. Top five will have an onstage question, and then they'll choose a winner. So it's actually the same exact pageant, except you're performing uh, in male form. Has it ever happened that there was a, a miss that won Mr. as well? No, not in any system whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> so Breaking super boundaries. Excited. Yes, yes, yes. I want to normalize it. Let's do it. Wow. That's amazing. What is the worst thing you've ever seen happen at a pageant? Riggory, you don't have to name a name, but what's the most evil or the like shady, sabotage, evil? Um, I haven't seen this, but this is what I heard. So oh, good. Yeah. We love conjecture and rumor. Oh, it's a good one. So this is what I heard at, um, I think it was Continental Plus, which is um, held at a different time. So Continental and Mr. Continental are held Labor Day weekend in Chicago. And then mm-hmm. um, Continental Plus and Elite. So that's, I think you have to be 225 and old, over for Plus and then mm-hmm. 40 years and older for Elite. That's also held in Chicago and Easter. Um, and when it's cooler for the big girls. Exactly. They don't want con- it too hot. Very yeah. considerate of them. Yeah. So, um, Apparently, <laughs> someone pulled up on the side of the of the theater, right where the like the stage door was, and it was yeah. propped open. They came in, they took all of the dancers' props and everything, all the feather fans and everything <gasps> that were sitting right there, like right before she was ready to go on. Took them, jumped in the car, and sped off right before <gasps> her talent. Not the ostrich. Not the ostrich. Wow, That's like mother- one of the shadiest things I've ever heard. I've also heard of like back in the day. Queens like paying a designer to lose someone's gown and like, <laughs> shit. oh yeah. Like back in the day, like I, I wish more than anything I could have been around in like the eighties and nineties for like the pageant world. Cause that's when it was like really at its heyday. And like, it was mm-hmm. like, just if you won continental, like you were the best drag queen in the world period bar none. Right. And like, th- and just everyone went to the pageants and it, they, they're still really big things, but obviously with social media and drag race, they're not what, they're not as important to a lot of people as they once were. Um, and that's when like the real shenaniganery used to happen. <laughs> is that a word? Shenaniganery? Yes, it is. It yeah. is now. It is now. The girl, the girl that got her feather fan stolen, she was standing at the side of the stage and she was like, mother plucker. <laughs> there was shade, of course. I kind of, I, I've always lived in this place of levity. And I've never allowed myself, even in New York and anywhere, to allow myself, I've never allowed myself to be brought down into a place of negativity. So when people were throwing me shade or I was seeing shade, I looked the other way. Um, I 
I was as positive as I could be. And I was concentrating on myself, you know, like I'm an actress and I'm a, a competitive person. And like, I was focusing on doing my best, you know, rather than focusing on, you know, why that other person is going to do better than me, you know? Right. And usually it's the girls who are, who are really great, who really are your competitors, who are the ones who are going to be nice to you and like chill and lovely. Totally. Totally. Uh, Predominantly, that's how it fucking goes. Yeah. I mean, this is also, you add queens in the mix. (laughs) 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 This isn't some, you know, you know, Miss America pageant where everybody has to be nice. These are like crafty, shady queens, honey. And I remember being downstairs and one girl tore through this, who took my heel? Who took my heel? And everybody's like, girl, I don't know. Now, motherfucker, someone better. I better see that heel on my table. I'm walking to the bathroom. And if it's not back, I'm going through everybody's back. I mean, it was like, yeah, there was a couple of those moments where you're like, oh, my God. This is crazy. This was 2019 with the most recent, the one who's Miss Continental right now. Um, I was actually downstairs. We're getting ready for, um, for presentation, like the formers and stuff, you know, the opening. Uh And all of a sudden we start to smell something burning Uh and we're like, there's something burning. And we're looking around and we're looking around and the girl who actually won her sweater that was on top of like her gown caught fire. Had (gasps) nobody... Had nobody like turned around, to, like what's what's that smell? The her gown would have caught fire. Oh my because her god! Was right there. How that happened, I don't know. Who turned on a candle? Who it, it, like who would even think about putting on a candle up in a dressing room? Like, uh uh-uh. there, there was something sketchy and shady there. That was some shady stuff there. Um, I've seen. I've witnessed someone. Not not see it personally, but they pissed on a gown. <gasps> what? Honey, she peed on the runway. So, <laughs> so wait, they peed on someone else's gown or pissed in their own gown? Because I've seen someone piss someone themselves. Peed. Yeah, someone peed on somebody else's gown. <gasps> oh. Yeah. I mean, if you're into I'm that, that's wearing... great. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I'm still wearing this one. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, wow. Shady stuff has happened. And uh my favorite, and Jim will always say these stories when we're like at registration, or she, he says, uh, everything turns up. Everything does turn up. I don't know how this man has this much power, but all of a sudden someone's all of their jewelry is missing. The next day he'd be like, This jewelry is missing, it better show up, or this and this and this is gonna happen. Like he'll throw out some kind of empty threat, but People get scared and the shit shows up. It'll show up at the baton or it'll shut up at the end of the pageant. Um, oh yeah. People won't steal. That They won't do it. They're, they're really scared to steal. Yeah. What advice would you give to queens if they're curious about getting into um, the world of pageants? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it's not obviously it, – it's something you kind of do for the love of it and you really – it's a great way to learn about drag, I find, and like mm. polish yourself up. Because on the honest truth is you're not going to make any money doing it. You are going to lose money. Um, right. Even if you win, you're going to lose money. 
like I've never made money off of a pageant, even when I've won. So, but it's a, what I have taken away from it is valuable life lessons about being on time, being punctual, um, uh, how to put a look together for yourself, how to, um, do your makeup properly. All these things you kind of learn as you go and as you watch other people backstage put themselves together and stuff. And you, you just kind of learn how to carry yourself a little bit. So I would say do it. I mean, um, I think it's important to invest. Like if it's something you really want to do, get yourself a beautiful evening gown. And find mm. yourself a really, really cool talent, like something only you can do or something unique. And also study the system you want to do. Like if it's USA, like you're going to want to do a big dance, high high energy talent. If it's continental, you can kind of get away with really anything as long as it's it shows off your talent and it's something they've never seen before. You know, I hate it when dancers or people who can't dance try to dance. It is the worst for me. Like, just do something else. There are so many other things you could do. You do not have to do a dance number when you literally can't dance. Like, what's the point? (laughs) I don't understand. I'm like, do a monologue. Do something. Like, some of my favorite talents, like, I remember Jasmine Masters, the first year I did Continental, she did it too. And she did uh, Nene Leake's monologue. And it was just her on stage doing this monologue. And it was fabulous. And I was highly entertained. And I mean, like, Erica Andrews, when she did her Mommy Dearest Mm-hmm. Pepsi Cola thing. That's right. like a legendary iconic talent and it's just her. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to find what you're good at and <clears throat> find and really um, kind of hone in on those skills. You know, the thing about drag was that we we were the trailblazers, the trendsetters. We, we were the ones that would push the envelope. And, and now it's like they look no one's doing that they're doing what that drag queen is doing or what she's doing and what's mm, and mm-hmm. so what i would really love for people that want to do pageants or even drag in general is be their authentic selves and and don't be afraid to um because that's really when you're going to shine most exactly i think i know the answer to this already but it, it's on my list i have to ask do you ever get the itch to do another pageant <laughs> When I won Miss Continental, you know, everyone was trying to get me to keep on because some of these girls win like all of the major na- major national pageants, you know, and they go around. Um, I had that experience. It was super fun, but I've always, I was just never my calling, but I went back for like 10 years. I went back every year. I did, you know, the presentation at the beginning and I, you know, but then you phase out, you know, you just kind of like, I got busy with work and you know, I was on a show and then I just stopped kind of going, but, um, it's not really for me. I I mean, it was at the time, but not anymore. I'm a little long in the tooth to be doing pageants at this point. I don't know. There's always classic, which is. (laughs) (laughs) We want to extend a huge thank you to Brooklyn Heights Nasha Lopez and mm-hmm. Candace Kane for spending time with us and sharing their stories here on Patch Patch Podge. <laughs> and we will be back right after this. Continuing in the great tradition of episode one of Padge Podge, we're going to talk about a documentary that is all about Miss Continental. 
Yes, uh, and we're so lucky that there are all these movies that sort of correspond with different uh, pageant systems. Mm-hmm. There is a movie that is all about Miss Continental. It zooms in on one year in particular in 2018. No, is it, it the 2018 released, pageant? It was released in 2018. Okay. Well, this is a documentary called The Queens. Okay. It was released in 2018. It's all about Miss Continental. Some of the uh, queens that it focuses on are Mimi Marks, mm-hmm. Maya Douglas, Alexis Gabrielle Sharrington. Her friends call her or, Gabby. Or as Jim Flint always says on the mic, Alexis Gabrielle Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> and our sister, Nasha Lopez, and so many, many other more divas. Sunny Delight yeah. is in there. Beautiful. Worked with her at S4, too. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd also like to note uh, Tiffany T. Hunter, mm-hmm. TTH, because she breaks down the cost of pageants and how Girl, they- she breaks it down. She tells it and her gown her her gowns and dresses just her gowns they aren't dresses for for the pageant alone 1200 3200 2500 her backup Itch. dancers $400 each mm-hmm. and i think she has something like 9 her choreography first night $1000 second night different mm-hmm. choreography $1000 so she's already over $10000 just in behind the scenes fees and that's not covering the travel of all the dancers, the travel of herself, her dressers, her hair. And people. it's for one night. One night. And she she says she works customer service at the gas station to do this. Um, yeah. And so she is dedicated. The, this is yes. dedication. This documentary is called The Queens. You can go to thereporters.org um, or you can um, rent it and buy it on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Queens. Explores- Check it out. It's really good. I hadn't seen it until we watched it for this. You had it? And I'm obsessed with fucking pageant documentaries. Like, I didn't know it was out there. So I it's, was glad. It's pretty fucking great. Um, the Queens explores the transgender subculture of competitive female impersonation as we know it today. Along the way, mm-hmm. this feature length documentary delves into the rich history of Chicago's iconic female illusion show lounge, The Baton, which is in its 50th year. Snaps to the girls yes. for keeping it open. And That's the clubs. Lot. The club's legendary offspring, um, which is the Miss Continental Beauty Pageant. And so many entertainers have passed through those doors. Uh, Chili Pepper, uh, Alexandra Billings, who's on Broadway now doing mm. Madame Morrible and Wicked. Like, this was where she got her her sea legs, basically. Um, Amazing. The entertainers immersed in this fascinating close-knit community share the highs and lows of the documentary. And honey, let me tell you, when these girls lose... And they're out the building. They're they are holding that. they're holding up the clutch purse. No, you will not film me anymore. The, but, I will sue the fool. But that they, is, they keep their poise. Stu- <laughs> that's what stuck out to me because there's a couple times it happens in this movie where they sort of where the, it happens a couple times in the process. It's like the prelims happen the night before. Then on the pageant night, they announce the final ten. And so that means like fucking 40 girls with dresses and everything planned are out. They're just, out. They show them zipping up the, the the suitcases and the garment bags and all the girls leaving have pretty much keep their cool. You see a couple of shoulders shrugging, crying, but like the girls, you know, in this pageant system, they always know to come back. They aren't going to burn a bridge. Nobody's going to mm-hmm. set, set the house on fire as they leave, um, but they are plucked. Yes, and then it happens there again. There is not a feather in the house unless it's on a boa. Yes, when they take it from the 10 down to the 5. Now, that's when people really can get pissed. Yeah, because... that's when they sent Nasha to the basement in this documentary. 
so close and then they're like peace out and the documentary really captures that moment of like some girls are like you know what i did great and i'm gonna come back next year some girls are like don't fucking film me get the fucking Mm -hmm. camera light out of my fucking face yeah um this is something that's part of it yeah and this is something that the girls signed up for and they knew nobody was taking advantage of them um jim has their best interest at heart um, he created this pageant for these girls, but there was discrimination within his own ranks for a period because Jim was saying that no sex changes are allowed. Um, and that was in this documentary as of 2011. Now it's fine. Now it's, it has progressed with the times. Vanessa Van Cartier, who won the year I was there, mm-hmm. uh, she's open about having, you know, SRS? bottom surgery. Gender confirmation. Uh, well, and some girls, you know, some girls do and some girls don't. It's oh, yeah. Gender really confirmation like, is kind of bad now, too, because not everybody needs that to confirm their gender at this exactly. point. Exactly. Right? So that's an outdated term, too. I'll shut up. No, don't shut up. I mean, it's a it's a conversation. Uh, and I think it's important to have. But the and it shows how much this has progressed because Jim Flint literally says in this documentary, no sex changes allowed. We don't we don't want sex changes up there because they're no longer a female impersonator, which this that that is an antiquated way of looking at it. And it's good to see that Jim Flint has like has learned more and like grown and progressed. And now the pageant is open to girl it doesn't it does because it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. surgical things you've had done what matters is are you fucking sickening and this is this is not something that like just jim came up with out of the blue there's girls that i know you mm-hmm. know who've won drag race who run who run shows and one of them told a girl if if the girl asked if i get if i do this surgery can i still be in the cast and he said no baby you can't and I'm not going right. to say who it is, but like these are outdated things which are now changing, thank God. But um, yeah. the film follows four particular competitors for the 2011 contest. Mm-hmm. One girl is a seasoned vet, seasoned curly fry of a vet. Her name's Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington. She's competed. That's eight- a name, bitch. Honey. That How many syllables? Name. Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington. She's got nine syllables in her name. She is not afraid to take up space and she is doing it, honey. They show but you her- know what? You can call her Gabby. All her friends do. <laughs> her clip package, she she has spent money in these Girl, eight years. She's probably spent almost She a mil- came to play. So much money. She came to play. We also follow, follow in the documentary Nasha Lopez, who many of you probably know from Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is she stands out because she's one of the contestants, one of the few contestants who is not a trans woman, who doesn't live her life as a woman, mm-hmm. um, which the pageant is open to everybody. But traditionally, this is a pageant for the, woman. the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she says that she's a boy head to toe. And at some point she makes some arguments saying, well, if head to toe. Uh, she makes the argument that like, if she's standing up next to a girl that's gone through all the surges and has, has cocooned into a beautiful butterfly, um, mm. that who are you going to award more points to the girl that's going further in her illusion or the girl that's, um, the actual illusion personified now. 
And okay, these kind of arguments make sense kind of if you're in your own head and you're in the competition because you're like, yeah, I'm working harder than these girls. I don't have boobs. I have to contour there. I have to pad this. Like, I understand where she's coming from, but her talent also surpassed that argument in relevance because she was one of the few boys that has won. And now she's competing for Mr. Continental. Exactly. So this is a whole like time capsule of gender conversations from a decade ago, which people are still learning and having now. And, and you can watch this documentary and learn some stuff from it and be like, Oh, okay. I mean, I, I certainly did. And this is, you know, this is the, a place where a lot of these conversations happen and a lot, a lot of these conversations get to progress because this is a, this is trans women coming from all across the country and now even internationally uh, coming together and like fucking having a convention basically. Mm-hmm. So like it's, it's a really important institution and it's, it's really, it's an interesting documentary to watch. Yeah, Sunny delight. It- I loved getting to follow her in this documentary. Uh, She's from New York City. She's gorgeous. Mm, oh, gorge. my God. Yeah, Sunny D is the one. Um, Beautiful. She, she mentions that she could have invested the $65,000 in a condo, but she wanted to do the page this year. Sixty-five, well, Babe, for honey. one night, diva. Yeah, um, some of the organizers Wild. don't think she has the it factor, which if you've ever seen Sunny on stage, I think you would argue with that. She's yeah. radiant. She's like a sunbeam. She's beautiful. Um, they show her talent where she's like, she's on the couch in the feather fans. Mm-hmm. Honey, did, did you see Sassy Divine as Mary Poppins? <laughs> I love Sassy! That, that for me, yes. that for me was like <laughs> Jessica Rabbit trying to play Jessica Fletcher. Like... <laughs> You can't, you can't hide all that booty and beauty. Like she was, Honey. Mary wanted to pop them, pop them buttons and then erections because she was sexy. Mary Poppins, she gave it brilliant. To her. Uh, sunny, oh, go ahead. As as you mentioned, we also get to see Tiffany T. Hunter mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. She works at a gas station as a cashier, and she is going to win the pageant, and she is committed to it. Um, she heard that some of the queens saved. 30,000 during their reigning year during bookings. And she has gotten better each time she's competed, competed and she hopes to make it to the second runner up. And she gives that classic interview throughout the, the movie where she's like half done up. She's like got her eye contour yeah. on, but no lash she's cooking. And she's just really yeah. honest about everything. And um, she has, you see she's her, great. you see her comb through a loaf with three strokes of a brush. She says, <laughs> <laughs> and whenever you can hear your hair and you're brushing it, that means you've, You've bent it to its will, and it is submitting to you. You can okay. hear the hair. I know that sound. I do. The saddest part is when you see, like, 18 hair loafs bob into the basement down the stairs. It's just loaf, Girl. loaf, loaf, loaf. All the, when, when they're eliminated. I'm like, all that good hair walking. God damn it. Um, what's your it favorite part about it? It's just, it's really magical to see the like the stairwell that goes down underneath the stage because I've 
I've seen, we've all seen the clips on YouTube with the giant letters that say Miss Continental, and we see all the glitter and the fucking sickening drag that happens on the stage. But the things that happen downstairs, you get to see really great moments of. Uh, there's a meme red bag marks. missing. Uh, <laughs> there's always something missing. We, something we, always goes missing. We would like you to treat the other entertainers how you would want to be treated if this if something of yours accidentally got misplaced. So Girl. please put it on the table. Mimi Marks has a really sweet moment. Uh, and just like the moment of camaraderie. Tiffany T. Hunter is so lovely. Uh, and she's like, she's so thrilled that she gets second runner up. She's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, because she's done better every year she's come back. And then she goes on to win later in the future. We we get a happy ending because Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington Mm -hmm. wins after all of her her hard work, her her 19 dancers. um, And it's nice to see a full circle happy ending for the gal. Absolutely. Um, So check out this It's really great. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. It's called The Queen. It's on Vimeo. It's on thereporters.org. The Queen, sorry. And uh, thank you for checking out Patch Podge this week. Yes. And representing Steel City Continental, she coined the phrase, thank you, God, for all this pod. We thank her for all of this pod. It's Wilhelmina St. Heatherston. And from the city of Sisterly Cisterns, Please give a big round of applause for the most golden of the girls with an encyclopedic Britannic knowledge of the jokes between friends of an advanced stage, the Dorothy Zabornak of our podcast. It's Alaska Thunderfuck 5000 of the Planet Well, my, my full name now is Alaska Gabrielle Sherrington Thunderfuck. So Alaska Gabrielle just... Sherrington Thunderfuck Juno Justins. Yes. Yes. Alaska she... Gabrielle Sherrington Thunderfuck. Okay. Uh, we'll be back next week with more pageantry, more glamour. We hope you're enjoying this series because we really are as well. Um, and of course, we'll have a little more backstage drama. Our next episode is all about Miss Gay, Gay America. America. And if you want to be extra prepared, we'll be talking about the documentary Pageant, which is also available on Vimeo. So check that out. Alaska, Alexis, Gabrielle. Wait, Al- Alaska, Gabrielle. Sherrington, 5,000. Thunder- Bouvier, Wilson. Al- Alaska, Gabrielle, Sherrington, Bouvier, Condonast, um, Sherrington, uh, 5,228,000 De Deluxingtons. Bebbington, Deopulence. The third. At large. Van, Van Wells. <laughs> Von Cruz, Van Cartier. Um <laughs> If you can have any pageant-related news for us, BTS stories, amazing pageant, amazing, amazing pageant clips, or anything you want us to see to talk about on Page Pods, you can email us at our Race Chaser Gmail, racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from the girls. That's right. And remember to check out the Pageant Pod playlist on the Forever Dog YouTube channel for all the pertinent video clips and references that we're talking about here. It's just a really good time over there watching Divas and Gowns. Okay. Thank you all and good night thank you Chicago you're one in a million forever 
Pageant Pod is a forever dog and moguls of media production hosted by Alaska and Willem. Produced by Big Dipper and Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli. Alaska Thunderfuck. Big Dipper. Brett Bowen. Joe Cilio. And Alex Ramsey.